The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TF Today. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Carrollton, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. The other day, the Texas Football Today podcast was in like the top 50 in the sports. Oh, man. It's really weird. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 51st birthday is J.J. Abrams. Oh, okay. J.J. Right, right. Abrams. Hit and miss. Yeah, Hit good technician. Um, it's a good technician. Yes. Um, Star Trek. I'm not a Star Trek guy, but I thought the Star Trek movie that he did, like the 09 one, cool. was really good. Yeah. I did not mind The Last Jedi. Uh, That wasn't him. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, Force Awakens. Yeah, Force, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. I did not mind The Force Awakens. I liked Awakens. the things he brought to it, like when the X-Wings come f- roaring across the mm-hmm. lake. That was pretty awesome. Did you see Super 8? Yeah. Did you like it? It's good. It's fine. Yeah. But then you also did Armageddon and Armageddon's Ugh. Trash Fire and the Cloverfield Paradox, which is awful and a few others. <laughs> but anyway, happy birthday, J.J. Abrams. Today is Wednesday, June 27th, 2018, 148 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 583, 583, Benji Gill's OPS is the Texas Ranger from 265. 583? Really? Yeah. He's bad. Why do I have it, in, do I have it as 581? I don't know. I don't know. I'm fairly I lose certain. track. Anyway. It's fine. 583. There we go. 583. Uh, 267 games for Benji Gill in this illustrious Texas Ranger career. On today's show, guys... We are uh, actually not live. This is recorded. If it looks like we're wearing the same clothes that we wore yesterday, uh, we just, we, it, we because are. Because it is yesterday. It is yesterday. Um, we're recorded, but uh, we're getting ready for the State 7-on-7 tournament down there in College Station. In the station, as they call it. The cool kids call it. I don't think I want to call it. Anyway, we're getting ready to go down there, but we want to leave you with five teams that I've got my eye on that I'm very excited to see down there at the State 7-on-7 Seven Seven tournament. We'll get into that. And then back after the show, a couple interviews. Matt Sepp talked with Mansfield Timberview coach James Brown uh, about uh, his Wolves, and then we will hear from new Kemp coach Lee Wilkins. We'll hear from both of them coming up here at the back half of the show. Max, I am at my core, uh, a journalism nerd. And one of the things I News love... News nerd, if news you nerd. And one of the things I love, more than anything, is local newspapers. I think local newspapers are great. And I want local newspapers to stick around forever. Because it tells you, I think if you see a local news, I think if you pick up, go to a town and you pick up the local newspaper, you can get a feel for what this whole community is about. And so, I hold in my hand the monitor. The monitor uh, is uh, for uh, the entire Cedar Creek Lake area. So we're talking southeast of, yeah, southeast of... DFW, um, Maybank, Kemp, Seven Points, um, Trinidad, Malakoff, Eustis. This is the monitor. Uh, you can see enjoying game night 
You know, this is what I love about local news, okay? This is what is important. Obviously, you know, BB shooters vandalize a handful of local stores. That's not good. Those rapscallions. Uh, you've got the business entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of because I was in local news and you were in local news. Uh-huh. We're both local news. Yep. I'm a big fan of the uh, the old grip and grin photos. You sure. know where you're you're yeah. standing. You've, you've received a plaque, and so you're standing with the people who have the plaque yeah. running that. I love it. I love local news. Well, let me flip over to the sports section of the monitor, which I, I read every time. My folks. The reason I have this paper is my folks have a, uh, a lake place down there on the, on Cedar Creek Lake, and so they brought me this newspaper. Uh, and here's the sports and outdoors. Uh, section and let's let's start with the the below the fold. We'll start with below the fold. Below the fold. Look, we got some nice fishing photos. Got some nice fishing photos. This Eustace had a softball camp. There you go. That's the middle of the page. Yeah. But above the fold. Oh, uh, here we go. In the monitor. Yeah. The Dave Campbell's Texas football rankings, yeah. including the graphic that I oh, made. Oh man. Uh, uh, talking about how Kemp. Uh, starts the year number eight, uh, one spot ahead of Malakoff. It sounds like, from what I understand, Kemp is definitely in their coverage area, and Malakoff's kind of on the, the fringe of the cover- sure. coverage area. Anyway, I got very excited when I saw this. I know My did. parents got very excited. They brought me like seven copies of this paper, which um, I'm, I'm happy to support local print media. But it got us talking, because up here, the most important thing they've got. Lake levels. Lake levels and lake temperature. Yeah. Okay? If you, and you're a, you're a lake, Kid, you grew up uh, at Lake of the Ozarks. Yep. If they were to ever happen to forget the lake levels, yeah, would not go well. They would burn that office to the ground. Because one job, you have one job, and there's uh, what I love about local news is that there's so many things that people rely on in these in these little in these newspapers. That like when I was working in Tulsa, I remember one week they experimented with with not running the bridge column. You know the bridge column. You've seen it, but yeah. you've never read it, I right. promise you. Apparently, the phone calls they got, hundreds of them, where's the bridge column? Yeah. I need the bridge column. Sure. Anyway, uh, I love local news. Thank you to the monitor of Cedar Creek Lake. Uh, if you see Dave Campbell stuff in your local newspaper, send us pictures to our Facebook page. Uh, I am always obsessed with that kind of stuff, so. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. I just told a lie. Uh, we are not here every weekday at noon because we are gone Thursday and Friday this week because we are going to be at State 7 and 7, and then we are gone on Monday. I will be out of the office, so we will be back Tuesday after this show. Max, State 7 on 7 tournament, about to go down in... College Station. Um, Now, I've never been to State. You're a newbie. I'm a newbie. You've been. I've been to too many. Matt Stepp is a a salty veteran. He's been to way too many. He's been way too many. many. But we're very excited. We're going to have complete coverage at TexasFootball.com this week. We're we're really blowing it out. We're excited about it. 128 teams will descend on College Station to compete in three divisions. We've got your primer up at TexasFootball.com. We're going to have Matt Stepp's picks. Uh, You're not going to want to miss it. But... Not all teams are created equal. True. Of the 128 teams, there's a number of them. There's a handful that I've got a special, that I've got a special eye on. Uh, here are five teams that I've that I'm particularly interested in. Five teams to watch the state seven on seven tournament. These are and and I try to go a little bit off the board. I'm not going to go with maybe like the teams that are the favorites. Yeah. I'm not going with the teams everybody's talking about. It's I true. A little bit under the radar. You are going with some some different teams little, here. Little yeah. Deep cuts. Start with San Antonio Alamo Heights. 
The mules are back in the state seven on seven tournament. And what I'm interested in seeing here is the defense besides Makai Carabin. Makai Carabin is their superstar blue chip prospect. He's going to be all over the field. You will notice him. He's a star. But I'm interested in seeing what receiver Nick Proctor looks like. I'm excited to see what quarterback Reed Anderson looks like. Uh, to me, San Antonio Alamo Heights, when you think about Region 4 down there in 5A Division 2, I think it's pretty wide open. And I think it's there for the taking. And I would love it. I would love to see if the Mules can make maybe take that step and make me think, man, I think they got the weapons. Because we know they got a couple of blue chippers. But what I want to see is the guys around them. Um, obviously, this is underwear football. You're not going to have the offensive and defensive lines, and those are going to tell a lot of tales. But in a lot of respects, I think we can find out a lot about Alamo Heights this year at State 7-on-7. Seven seven. I'm excited to see them compete uh, in State 7-on-7. Seven seven. They will be... Oh, I, used to, I, I just had the pools up, but I don't have them up now. In any case, um, I'm interested to see uh, how they compete in the Division One bracket when they're in the pools with... Where'd you go? There it is. Klein Collins, New Canyon, Plano East. Some heavy hitters there. They're going to get tested. And so yeah. I'm interested to see how they hold up and if they can get out of that group. That'll be really impressive. That's one. Number two, I'm interested in Lovick Coronado. Uh, obviously what we're going to hear about is, oh, what do they look like without Quay Gray? Yep. Right? Quay Gray was unbelievable last year. One of the best players in the state. Uh, I'm, and there's going to be a lot of paying attention to their new quarterback, Sawyer Robertson. Looks like he's going to be the guy. But, I'm really interested to see what they do with two other guys. One is Trey Stevens, their linebacker, who might be their best overall player. He's a monster. He is all over the field. I'm excited to see what he does. Blair Conright is a guy who I believe caught for like 1,700 yards last year. They might move him to running back. So I'm interested to see in just kind of the formations what they, how they use him at. Do they line him up in the backfield to get him used to catching balls out of the backfield? Right. Do they line him up um, you know, at receiver and keep him at receiver because he was so good last year? I'm really interested to see what they do with Blair Conright um, for Lubbock Coronado. And obviously, look, Quay Gray was a very important part of what made them really good last year. I want to see what they do without him. Uh, so that's kind of the headline. But the, the deeper dive for Coronado is interesting. They're in uh, Group N. They will be in with Friendswood, Hutto, and Fort Worth Nolan Catholic. So we will know what they have. Yeah. <laughs> Those are four. That's four dynamite teams. So... Group N uh, will be very interesting, but for me, I'm very interested in seeing what Lubbock Coronado does. I want to dip down to Division Two. Division Two, um, to me, has a number of teams that I'm super intrigued by. One of them, Midlothian Heritage. And this is all about the pass-catch combo of Landon Ledbetter and Langston Anderson. They were tremendous last year. We've got them, I think, ranked sixth in our four Division One rank. Right. It sounds about right. Um, we expect big things from them. I want to see what they do, but perhaps most, imp- but, but perhaps even more importantly, I want to see what they do uh, defensively. That is a thing that uh, if they're going to make that step, then I want to see a couple of playmakers in the secondary, a couple of, of defensive playmakers uh, emerge. If they do that, then suddenly I'm a lot more interested in Midlothian Heritage. And look. Another reason I'm really interested in them is that they're in a very tough region. When we talk with Matt or t- tough um, pool. When we talked with Matt Stepp, our Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider last uh, yesterday, he mentioned that that Pool L was really interesting. Fairfield, Brownwood, Silsby to go along with Midlothian Heritage. Mm-hmm. We will get a good litmus test for what this defense for Midlothian Heritage looks like. We have a pretty good feeling they're going to be able to sling it. Yeah. That's not a surprise. Yeah. But I'm very interested to see how the defense stacks up. I'm, I got my eye on Midlothian Heritage. Staying in, region, uh, in Division Two, 
Let's talk about East Bernard. So East Bernard is a weird 7-on-7 team, right? This is a team that does not fit the typical 7-on-7 mold. When you think about 7-on-7, it's a passing league. You literally cannot run the ball. That's illegal. So what is a team that runs a slot T doing in a 7-on-7, succeeding in a 7-on-7 tournament? To me, this could speak to two things. One... I think their defense has a chance to be pretty good. Peyton Pelliquin uh, and a couple of other playmakers uh, like Justin Bossy uh, and, and a few other guys that I think, you know, Reagan Whitley, I think they've got a chance to be pretty good. The other side of it is, what if this Hunter Gudo or Gudo and this passing game is actually pretty good? Right. And obviously it is if they're here. What if it's like pretty good? Right. I mean, we saw, like, last year Pleasant Grove was a perfect example of mm-hmm. a team that, even though they're running that wing tee, mm-hmm. they could pass it, and it was a huge difference maker. And when you have that, again, nobody is suggesting that East Bernard's going to throw the ball 40 times a game. Right. It's never going to happen, at least at least not, a, not until Wade Bossy leaves. But point is, if they've got that element of passing, yeah. then suddenly you look at them not just as, we got to stop the slot tee, you got to stop the slot T and also stop the slot T play action, yep. which makes them double dangerous. So East Bernard, I'm definitely going to have my eye on. Uh, they're playing in Pool F with Bernie, Lorena, and Springtown. And finally, I want to dip down to Division Three. Division Three is really interesting to me. Uh, obviously, th- this is a new division this year. Uh, it's going to be three A Division Two and below. So two A, two A, and then if anyone A teams, there are no one A teams this year, but one A teams are eligible to play in Division Two, Division Three rather. I've got my eye on Lexington. So, I think for obvious reasons, right? Kind of in the same way that we were talking about with East Bernard. Yep. We know what Lexington's about. They want to run the ball. They want to run the ball and run the ball. They want to get the ball to Speedy Cooper. He was a 3,000-yard rusher a year ago. They want to run the ball. But, their defense, I think, is going to be really important to what they want to do. Aaron Allert and Caleb Meyer, at linebacker and defense back, respectively. But, can they throw the ball? Can they make teams respect the pass enough to make them a threat to really go deep in the playoffs lecture. We're very high on Lexington. Yes, because of Speedy Cooper, but also because of what could be a very good defense and if they find that offensive diversity. I want to see that offensive diversity. I want to see an ability to throw the ball. And, and if they do that, then suddenly, again, Lexington becomes a lot more dangerous. They're going to be in that, that the, the group of death, uh, Pool H on, um, on Division uh, in Division Three. With Lexington, Love Lady, Tenaha, and Wellington. That's a group of death. It's but tough. very, very interested to see what they do in State 7 on 7. We're interested in all 128 teams. We'll have complete coverage at TexasFootball.com, the State 7 on 7 tournament at College Station. We will be there, so follow us on Twitter as well. We are, are you te- ready? Am I ready? Yeah. To go down there for the first time. Yeah, I am. I, I, I am. Um, you guys have kind of scared me. Um, you've scared me. Can't about, possibly be as bad as we made it seem. You've scared me about the heat. You've scared me about the the, the sunscreen. You've scared yeah. me about staying hydrated. Um, so I'm gonna probably over like compensate for that. No. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited. The, you know, the thing that I always love about uh, going to those, even just the the SQTs, is that while coaches, head coaches, cannot be involved, they can't yeah. coach teams. All of them are there because they want to watch yeah. their kids, and. That is the time where they are, it's the perfect storm, because they're watching football, so their mind is on football, and you don't mind talking to them about football, and they're not doing anything. Right. 
So they are willing to shoot the bull with you. Yeah. And that's good what, time to catch up with. That's them. what I'm most yeah. excited about. And so we're excited to see all the coaches. If you see us around, uh, we will have the swag shuttle uh, getting you to and from wherever you need to go. Uh, that'll be Taylor uh, Sexton driving that. Uh, and if you see um, Matt Sepp in his big dumb hat, make sure you go say hi. Uh, don't look Max in the eye. I'll have sunglasses on. It'll be easy. You'll be fine. <laughs> we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Max... Matt Stepp was at the Rowlett State Qualifying Tournament, I believe the last, second-to-last state qualifying tournament Mm -hmm. to get into the State 7-on-7 tournament. One of the coaches he caught up with there, Mansfield-Timberview coach James Brown. Mansfield-Timberview, a disappointing 3-7 and year last year, but they're expecting a big bounce-back year. Tough district, Highland Park, Mansfield Legacy, and Lancaster up at the top of that district, but they expect big things. Here is Matt Stepp's interview with Mansfield-Timberview coach James Brown here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, back here at the Rowlett 7-on-7 State Qualifier Tournament. Here with the head coach of the Mansfield Timberview Wolves, Coach James Brown. Coach, uh, thanks for taking a few minutes to chat with us while your team is playing. Yeah, no problem. It's uh, always fun to come out in the summer and beat the heat a little bit and see the kids compete. All right, now you mentioned you're out here watching watching the kiddos. Uh, You know, obviously it is warm, uh, but... You know, it's not, not something that seems to bother your kids. Strength and conditioning seems to be going well. I know you'd like them to get out here and compete because, you know, in the fall, they're going to have to practice in this, these kind of conditions, right? Yeah, and we're fortunate in Texas. I mean, we're able to get those guys for six weeks in strength and conditioning, have them every day, Monday through Thursday for six weeks. So it's good. I mean, it, it allows us to be out here with them, watch them compete, uh, get used to heat a little bit because two days, you know, fall camps can be just like this. So. All right, now uh, when you're out here at seven on seven watching your kiddos, it's not real football. They're, the big boys aren't out here, and they're a big part of the, they're a huge part of the game. But when you're watching your kiddos compete, what do you want to see from them? What, you know, is it, are you looking more at body language and who steps up as leaders? Or are you looking to see routes run correctly and your quarterback make the right reads? How, how does all that work from your perspective? Well, I think it's a combination of everything. I think we're looking for you know number one the competitiveness nature of our kids and you know who's going to lead our team. You know when they face adversity. You know when things are going good, things are going bad. How are they going to handle that? So uh, we're looking for leaders. We always we're trying to train those kids to be leaders on the field we we can only really coach them monday through thursday and they got to take over on friday so um, those are the big things that we're looking for the passing game you know obviously for us at timberview the runs a huge part of our game the offensive line and what we do defensively is really what we've been all about since i've been there so uh, for us is to come out and get some time in watch them run routes uh, you know get into our coverage game a little bit more so get a little more specific in the things as far as the passing game goes for us and, you know, when you guys have had good teams and really strong teams, you have been able to throw. I mean, there is, a, there, there is you know, you guys do have a personality running the football. When you guys have been good, you've been able to throw the ball. So I'm, I'm assuming you're hoping you have that threat of a passing game in the fall because it's going to open up things for the run, right? Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, we've, uh, you know, over the last two years, uh, we've kind of struggled with the throwing game a little bit. Uh, you know, we're a true RPO team, but we've struggled a little bit in that. You know, we've struggled since Devin's been with us. So uh, we feel like we've got a really good quarterback, uh, a kid named Jordan Davis. who's going to be a first-year kid. He's 6'2", 210 pounds. He can throw the ball around the yard a little bit. So we're excited about that all right now uh, coming into 2018 you know it's a new district uh, realignment kind of threw you a curveball I know it's really tough just talk about your district and kind of what you expect to see it's going to be a war week in week out isn't it well yeah I mean our district you know for four years so it's been it's been a war every Friday with uh, Lake Ridge and Summit and Legacy and, and Lancaster I mean so it's been tough for us you know now that Lake Ridge has kind of gone on and Summit's left us and Waxahachie's gone we feel a little bit better about that but uh, you know you get the state the Finna State champs in Highland Park with us Lancaster still with us you know Lake 
Legacy's definitely a top five team in the state this year with the kids they've got coming back. So it's going to be it's going to be tough. We play a really tough non-conference schedule. Uh, you know, we got Lake Ridge on the schedule still. We go to Bixby, Oklahoma, week one to play. Uh, you know, a defending state title team. So you know, it's tough, but uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. I think the change of pace has been good for us. Looking ahead to 2018, what kind of uh, team can the Wolves fans expect to see? What's the personality of your ball club going to be in 2018? And we need to be better defensively, uh, you know, because that, that was the main focus that we had uh, in the spring was to be better on defense, to be able to stop the run a little bit better than we have over the last, you know, year and a half. So, you know, we're really looking forward to that. And offensively, I think we're going to be a lot more explosive than we have been in the past. Uh, you know, we talked about a little bit with a kid who can throw the ball around the yard a little bit. So uh, we're going to be an up-tempo team. We're still going to rely on the run, but I think we're going to be able to throw the ball 20, 25 times a game. All right, final question for you, Coach. We always try to ask a question and get the get a little personality of you guys and kind of get your background. Uh, so for you, our, our, our curveball question of the day is going to be, um, who was your biggest influence in coaching uh, when you were coming up as a young coach? Who was the guy that kind of mentored you and kind of showed you the way? And there's always a lot of good guys that you're around, I think, growing up and, and being part of this game. But uh, Alan Sepkowitz, uh, the old high school coach at Anders High School, I played for him. Uh, my first coaching job was with him. So, you know, he's kind of the guy who's steered me in this direction, uh, you know, a guy who understood relationships with young kids and the ability to build relationships beyond football. That's kind of that's the guy that I uh, really look up, up to uh, as far as that goes. So. Didn't know you were an El Paso guy. Uh, what's, what's your take on uh, Chico's Tacos? The best, man. <laughs> the best. <laughs> Coach, appreciate your time. Uh, good luck in 2018 with your kids and appreciate what you do for student-athletes in the state of Texas. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Great. There he is, James Brown, head coach, Mansfield, Timberview. So I see what the Wolves do. Again, it's 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 a tough district, and you've got to think, at the very least, two um, of the spots are taken, right? Mansfield Legacy and Highland Park are making the playoffs. Yeah. I'm sorry to go out on that limb, but I think they're making the playoffs. And then you've basically got four, five other teams that are either playoff caliber or made the playoffs last year in Lancaster, Mansfield Timberview, Dallas Samuel, Dallas Adams, and Dallas Wilson vying for two spots. It's going to be a dogfight, but I'm excited to see what Mansfield Timberview does. We appreciate Coach James Brown hopping on with us. Another guy that Matt Sepp caught up with is the new head coach of the Kemp Yellow Jackets. Right over Max's right shoulder is a foam finger for the Stingin' Jackets. And the new head coach, Lee Wilkins, Matt Sepp caught up with him. Here is the new head coach at Kemp, Lee Wilkins, here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas football. That is Step with two P's and two T's. Here at the Salina 7-on-7 State Qualifying Tournament, here with the new head coach of the Kemp Yellow Jackets, Coach uh, Lee Wilkins. Coach, thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, Coach, obviously, uh, you know, first year at Kemp, you're undefeated. Congratulations on that. Uh, but uh, taking over our program, they had a great year last year, went to the state semifinals. I know you were watching them from afar. Uh, when the job came open, obviously – Winning tradition last couple of years was that, that was one of the things that attracted you. What were some of the big positives when you looked at this job that kind of made you want to throw your throw your name in that ring? Well, you know, obviously what uh, Coach Hankins did in the past and the program he built and, and establishing just a foundation where the kids want to be part of it. And the community itself, it's a blue-collar community. Uh, uh, the kids work hard. It's hard-working parents. They come from good families. And, and uh, you know, you can't find that in a lot of places. All right. Now, uh, last year uh, – you know, you were you were a defensive coordinator down in the Houston area. Um, you know, this year you're coming back to be a head coach. This is your second run as head coach. You had a good run at Princeton. Uh, 
did you learn anything you know, f- from your first experience to now? Did you, is there anything you, you would do differently, or do you feel like you're much more prepared for this opportunity than when you first became a head coach? Yeah, you know, anytime you, you, uh, you, know, you go through it for the first time, there's always growing pains, new, new experiences, uh, uh, new adventures. And, and now I feel more comfortable in this role. I, the expectations are where they need to be, and, and what I expect from the kids is there. Uh, I think they're working hard, uh, but, you know, I was able to bring some coaches in that, that knew how we do things and how I did it at Princeton. And, and uh, obviously, you always correct some things, but a lot of the things we left the same because, you know, it worked for us. And, uh, uh, you know, the relationships that we built in Princeton, we carried over and do the same format we did here. You mentioned, uh, you know, the, the success that Kemp has had. When you took over at Princeton, they, they weren't in bad shape by any means. They, they had kind of got, you know, Coach Dillard kind of got things pointed in the right direction. You're, you're stepping into a little bit different situation here with the success that Kemp has had. How do you balance keeping, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it, but at the same token, putting your stamp on the program and, and, and having your kind of own uh, own seasoning on things? Well, you know, like I said, you know, Coach Hankins did a great job with his staff and the foundation, and, and what we wanted to bring is just a sense of uh, uh, toughness and, and a sense of, uh, you know, finish and, and a sense of never give up, the same way we did at Princeton. You know, and, and really me and Coach Hankins' style of coaching and, and our demeanors and really the way we ran our programs were extremely similar. Knowing that, again, that's another thing that attracted me to this job and what these kids are used to. And, again, my coaches have been on board and, and kids have done everything we've asked and, and more. So we're, we're extremely excited about it. Now you got there a little late, so obviously you don't have the luxury of having spring football at the, at the 3A level for sure. So you're this has got to be big for you to get a chance to watch your kids compete, uh, kind of see how they do against someone in a different color jersey. What are you looking to see out of your kids today? What, what are the biggest things that you want to see as far as positives from your program? Well, today's the first day, to be honest, that we've had a complete team. We've had injuries. We've had kids out of town. You know, we got such a late start. We didn't break a football football out at all. We, we put our structure in, our off-season program, and really we didn't start really doing anything football-wise until the last week of school. And like I said, today's the first day that we are out here as a complete team. I mean, we just want to compete. You know, we got some great kids, great attitudes, uh, uh, and I just want to play hard and, and just finish each game and never give up. All right, final question for you. Looking ahead to 2018, uh, what what can Yellow Jacket, what kind of team can Yellow Jacket fans expect to see? What's the personality of your ball club going to be in 2018? We're going to be a tough team. Uh, we're going to be a team that uh, is battle tested and, and a team that that comes each week prepared and ready to play hard. And we're going to play for 48 minutes and give it everything we got, regardless of the opponent. Coach, appreciate your time. Good luck watching your kids compete, and good luck in 2018. Thank you. There he is, Lee Wilkins, new head coach at Kemp. Big shoes to fill. Brandon Hankins, that's uh, that's uh, uh, maybe like three years ago, it wouldn't have been that big of a, those big of shoes to fill. Yeah. The shoes have grown significantly in the past couple Built of years. pretty special there. Exactly. So big shoes to fill, but we're excited to see what Kemp does in 2018 with their new head coach, Lee Wilkins. We would do final thoughts, but this show is on tape, so that's just the end yeah, of we're it. We're packing our bags for College Station as it ends. If you're in College Station, please come by and say hi. We will have uh, a number of uh, – we'll have magazines for sale. So if you haven't picked up your magazine yet, you can grab it from uh, Taylor Sexton and uh, come say hi and uh, tell Max that you love the show. So – Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll actually see you Tuesday on Texas Football Today.